Hey, it's Jess, and welcome to The Heart Strong, a podcast where we explore navigating the challenges in our lives. It's my personal mission to guide you towards your greatest potential. So come along with me as we explore living with courage, or as I put it, living heart strong. Welcome to the HeartStrong Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to talk about courage for the unexpected, how we might lean into a life that we just didn't expect. It could be a season that we didn't expect. And I am it's just going to be me. I'm going to talk to you about some ideas around this topic that I shared um, this past weekend at a women's conference that I had the pleasure of speaking at. And, you know, it was really interesting in, in putting together the talk for the conference. I realized that I sort of had these three ideas about how we might approach an unexpected circumstance or season or life, because that has really been my life experience. And so I thought I would take a moment to share it with all of you. This would be a little bit of an abridged version. Um, but I want to offer encouragement to all of us as we are living in this season of the of our lives and in this place and space and time. You know, as I started the the conversation with these women in this room, I asked people to raise your hand if you are living in a season that you just didn't expect, or if you feel like life is just something that you didn't expect. And I pretty much think every hand in the room was raised. The other thing that came to me was that and people asked me about after was like, how did you get this perspective, Jessica? How did you learn this? And so I realized that I have gained a lot of wisdom over the last 10 years. And so I thought I'd just take this opportunity to talk to you about some of those. And I hope that something that I will say here today will resonate a little bit with you. So if you're new to me or the podcast, my name is Jessica Lindbergh and I live in Illinois. I'm a mom to four kiddos. Um, my oldest and youngest born with rare diseases. And my oldest son, Ethan, actually died when he was seven, needing a heart transplant. And he went through seven years of incredible challenge, which, you know, I always say we have something that happens. So there'll be one thing that happens to us, but it's really like the ripple effects, right? So we have one thing that happens, but it impacts our relationships and our finances and our beliefs and our, and, and our friendships and, and our jobs and, and just really our physical bodies, just every aspect of our life. Two years after my son Ethan died, um, I had my fourth son and he came to earth with a rare disease called muscle eye brain disease. And he's eight years old now and he's fully disabled. And it's a, it's a challenging life, but I'm not the only one <clears throat> experiencing challenges. We all do. Um, but I have really made it my life mission to find out a way to live heart strong through those things. I'm not saying that um, I'm no, there's no toxic positivity here, but I've really decided to lean into my story and to find goodness in it, to find ways that I can serve other people, to find ways that I can help, to challenge myself to become a better version of myself because of my circumstances. You know, I will tell you that my life has felt very dichotomous a lot of the times. And I think that's something else that I heard a lot from the women that I spoke with this weekend is like we have this idea about something that we want to do or we have a desire for something that we want to create or a career that we want to have or something that we hope to do. And then life happens and we wonder like, how does this all fit together? And I will tell you that has been probably 
one of the questions that I have asked for the last 10 plus years of my life. And I feel like now I'm just getting into a season where it's starting to come together. I think we make the mistake of thinking if things feel right in our lives, if they feel like they're working out, then they are right. But instead, I think we need to reframe the idea that discomfort, the challenge is a doorway to growth and possibility. I, I, I talked to the women this weekend about the idea of them being a portal. So something that's really cool about a portal is that it's an entrance to something else, whether it's the entrance to like a, a tunnel, that's one of the, the ways it was defined, or that it's an entrance to like in, in technology, it's a website, is a portal to something else, to a bunch of other websites. It's really the entry point to something else. And for me, as a person of faith, I believe that it's also a place where we're led towards our higher purpose. I'm not saying that this is why these things happen. Um, I don't fully understand why they all happen, but I'm saying that they are an opportunity for our growth. I believe that our struggles are portals, our entry points, our through places to the people that we are created to be. And so my question today for you to think about is what is your portal? Like what is the thing in your life that is a through point, that is an opportunity for you to grow and to become a more expansive person? It's often the things that we don't like. It's often the things that are really, really difficult. And so there's three things, three ideas that I want to share with you that might help you as you're walking through these portals, through these challenge points, through these entryways. And so the first one is, I want to ask you to lean in and embrace what is in front of you. And it sounds obvious, but I think it's actually really hard because when we lean into something, we're getting proximal to it. Like we are getting right up close to it. And it means we have to get honest about it. I think we live in a culture that wants us to get over it. We live in a culture that wants us to um, get beyond it and then have, it, have a shiny, happy face about it. Um, we, we go to churches that I think want us to move past these challenges and to say, oh, look at all the good that came out of it. But in the meantime, is a lot of challenge. You know, when my son Bodhi was 18 months old, they told me that he would not walk. He'd probably not stand. And so he needed something called a stander, which um, for those of you who don't know, is actually a device that you get and, it, and you strap in, you actually strap the person in. Um, it goes, there's straps over their chest, their hips, their knees, and their ankles and to allow them to stand. So standing is a super important thing for us as humans, for weight bearing, for our cardiovascular system, for our digestive system, et cetera, for our bones. And so they're like, Bodhi needs to go in his stander an hour to two hours a day. And I will never forget that stander came into my house and I was like, I do not want that stander. My son does not need that stander. I am not going to have another sick child. I am not, this is not going to be my life. And I let it sit by my front door for probably a couple weeks and it sat there. And slowly, slowly, as I started to lean in and face and get honest about what I was facing with my son, I was able to put him in that stander. And I have so many stories like that, but I think it's what I want to say is that I want you to lean in. We have to get honest. We can't address our broken relationships, our broken marriages, our finances, our illnesses, our, 
and whatever is happening, if we don't get proximal to them, if we don't get up close to them, but it doesn't mean that it's not heartbreaking to do that. And so I want to say that while we're leaning in, that you have the permission to mourn your story, to be honest about how it impacts you, about how it's not what you hoped and not, it's not your dream. It's not the thing that you thought would be. And I think it's important to be honest about that. See, strong confidence that we're going to be okay, that our story is going to turn out, which, you know, is something that we hope to have. Like it's good that we, strong confidence in that does not mean that we don't mourn the middle of our story. It doesn't mean that we don't ask questions in the middle of our story. But while we're mourning and getting up close to it, at some point, we can't just stay there. At some point, we have to say, we have to get curious. We have to say, well, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do now? How am I going to move forward? Um, how do I move with this? What do I do with it? And so I want to take like a sidestep here right now, because I think when we're in this place, when we are embracing, we're getting honest with what we have, and it's, we're really, really sad about it, um, is that I want to remind you that you are body, mind, and spirit. And so if you are into growth mindset or positive thinking, you're operating in your mind. And if you're a person of faith or your spirituality is important to you, you're operating in your spirit. But I think what I've noticed and what has been overlooked, what I have overlooked is the importance of my body, which is our vessel. It is, I always say that I'm living in this body suit. This is the body suit I have for this time and place that, that I'm living um, on earth. And so we really have to care for our physical bodies. And so for me, that's looked like things like walking and breathe, learning to breathe properly and meditation and prayer and um, you know, physicians, like I've, I've seen an integrated doctor that's helped me with, with different types of supplements. I mean, there's been a lot of things that I've deep dove in, into, which I'd be happy to share at some point. But I think it's important that we are embracing ourselves. We're embracing our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. And then I think the other piece is that when we're in these places of feeling, um, you know, somewhat broken in a sense. We need community. We need to, we, it's, and it's so, you know, we, it's, it's almost like a reflex. And I've been there where we want to pull back from people we're in this place. But I really think it's a time when we need to lean in to other people whether it's one person, whether it's a community online that you find, whether it's your local church or local group, I think that's something that is really important for this season. So now, you know, we've leaned in and we're getting, we're embracing what's in front of us, which is a feat in and of itself sometimes. I think we have to say, we have to, like I said, we have to start getting curious and we want to seek wisdom and align our vision. So that's my second one. Seek wisdom and align our vision. And so what is wisdom? Wisdom is accumulated knowledge. In, Webster, in Webster's Unabridged Dictionary, it is knowledge and the capacity to make use of it. You know, I always think to myself, like someday when I'm older, old, <laughs> and I'm sitting somewhere, I just want to be wise. Like, that is something that I want. I want to make meaning of my story. I want to make use of all the things that I've experienced. And I want to have deep peace and understanding so that I, um, of what has happened to me. I think that's a very 
spiritual thing in nature too. I mean, I am a person that believes deeply in a bigger story than the one that we can see. Um, and so it's like, I want to make use of what has happened to me in my life. It's like, what can I learn here? The one of the most important things that I think gifts of committing to gaining wisdom in our stories is this, is that we get to throw a lifeline for others. Like we get to take the experience and then we get to say, I'm going to work through this. And, I'm gonna, and, and here's the deal, everybody. It's not a one-time thing. Like we're always learning. We're always working through. We're always growing. So we should continue to do that in our lives. But here's what it does for us is it allows us to throw a lifeline to the next sister or brother or person and pull them along because we needed people who had committed to gaining wisdom from their stories to pull us along. You see, this is how it happens. And so it's continuous curiosity, a continuous desire to seek wisdom out of our life. And so when we're doing that, we're being willing to be stretched. We're being willing to ask questions. What is the bigger story that is being written in your life? What are parts of it that maybe right now you can't see, but could you consider a belief that there is something for you to do with what has happened to you or with what challenge you're facing in this season. And then after we've sought wisdom, I think it's, I, I really think it's important to align our vision. And, and so this is where for me personally, my faith becomes a big part of how I see things. And I, I, I've never, um, I'm not a person that's going to tell you what you should believe, what you should think. I have had seasons in my life where I have had deep belief in faith. I've had seasons where I have rejected entire, injected it entirely. And I'm probably at a place now where I have come back around to it, but in a new and different way. And so for me, I have the vision, like I just mentioned before, that um, I have a bigger purpose for my life, that it isn't just about me that it's not an accident, that um, I'm not this flawed, broken person because bad things happen to me, but that they do happen. And then the question is, what, I, what am I going to do with it? What, how am I going to walk through that portal that I mentioned before and see an opportunity for a bigger story? You see, I think that's always the the opportunity that we have it's are we going to be a victim of our story or a creator of our story it's like what am i going to do with it you know i was with my son blake in boston a couple years ago and he wants to be a scientist so we always have to go to the science museums whenever we go places and we are in the science museum in boston and if you've never been there before it's it's an amazing museum but but we were in this room it was called the math room and the back wall of it was was huge and it was lined with these little bricks um if you can imagine like yeah the size of a brick and each one was about a different person who had contributed to mathematics i don't know when it started i want to say like 1600s maybe maybe it was before that don't quote me up until present day and it was all these people who had created things or had been curious about something and added something to the piece of the puzzle. And what struck me was two things. First of all, I saw one person that said he died trying. 
You know, he, he wanted to create something and he worked on it. But here's the cool part. Each person's contribution was a building block for the next contribution. And so what if each of our stories is a building block for a bigger story? What if we each get to play a part in it? Maybe not the part we all want to play or the part that we think we should play, but we each get to play a part in a bigger story. And so it's something that I would love for you to think about and consider today. I see that in my son Ethan's life, who lived for seven years. But my experience with him, the people that I met, the challenges that we faced have continued to build into a bigger story. And so after we've leaned in and embraced what's in front of us, and we've sought wisdom and tried to align our vision to something bigger than ourselves, before, before I go on, I want to say something real quick about that. We live in a culture right now that is pretty broken. I think people feel pretty uncertain. I think the future is a little scary. I think it's it's we've had a really tough last three years. And I think that people are craving purpose and they're craving meaning. And so if that's you... I just want you to really consider and, and and hear from me that you are here in this time and space for a purpose, for a reason, that your life has great beauty and maybe it feels entirely broken, but that I would love for you to consider today, and if you would, that you are part of this time and space for a purpose and that there is something important for you to do with your life. Okay. So we've leaned in and embraced what's in front of us. We've sought wisdom and tried to align our vision to a bigger story or to something that we can be part of. And then I think the third thing that I shared this past weekend was that, um, you know, we should create impact and live out our callings. And I just said this a couple of minutes ago, but I think the question is, are we a victim or a creator in our story? Are we blooming or are we buried? I think this is a really important question. It's okay if some days you feel like a victim or you feel buried because I have felt that way and do feel that way. And yes, we do get more than we can handle. The idea, and I said it, I said it this weekend, I said the idea that we don't get more than we can handle is a bunch of crap. It's total BS because we do get more than we can handle. But the bigger picture of that is the other question is, what are we going to create from it? And so here's the deal. It doesn't have to be something big. It could be a healthier lifestyle. It could be a more peaceful household. It could be that you are going to start something or leave something. It could be that you want to become healthier in your body and your mind. It could be that you want to start something or create a business. I mean, it could be anything. But the point is, is that as human beings, we are inherently creators. I mean, this world is, a, is an amazing place because we as human beings are creators. And so what impact do you want to create out of your story, out of your unexpected season, out of the thing that, that just, that came out of left field into your life? You know, after my son Ethan died, I mean, he's been one of my greatest teachers and we started the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation. I'm going to be really honest with you. I didn't really want to do that. 
I was so angry, so upset. I felt so broken. I felt betrayed in different ways. I was so hurt that the last thing I wanted to do was create something good. Like I didn't really care if something good was created out of it because I was so deep in my own sadness. And I was running one day because I ran a lot during that season of my life. And I heard these words in my mind. So where did they come from? For me, maybe it was like the Holy Spirit, my intuition, um, how, whatever word you want to use from God. It was this, this message that came into my brain that said, love them into doing something different. And I was like, oh, I don't really know what to do with that. I don't even know if I like that I heard that. But the outbirth of that over months in time of, of pondering what that meant to me became, let's love people into taking care of families different. Let's love people into serving in a different way. And so that was really the outbirth of the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation, something that I, to be very honest with you, did not want to do. And there have been seasons while I've been doing where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I know that at some level during that time that that was what I was called to. And I think that that's going to be a continuously evolving thing of what we create, but that there is creation out of our stories. And so what would happen? What would it look like in our lives as humans, as men and women in this world, if we decided to challenge and harness our gifts? I'm sorry, challenge and harness, to take our challenges, I'm going to say that again, we harness our challenges and take them as a gift. We see them as a portal, as an entry point, not as something that's happening to us, but for us, that allows us to give a unique offering to this world. You know, there's a Mexican proverb, which I'm sure many of you heard, maybe you haven't. I loved it when I heard it. It said, they tried to bury us, but they didn't know that we are seeds. And so maybe you feel buried today. Maybe you feel like just overtaken by your life or your circumstances. But what if it's also a seed of something that can be grown and created out of your life and your circumstance that is unique to you. And so while we're creating impact, we also need to live faithfully the callings of our life. You know, it is hard to be faithful to our lives. It's hard to be faithful to things that are difficult. I will tell you, I have a son that's fully disabled and it is hard to take care of him. There are some days that my body hurts I don't feel like dealing with the crying and the wrestling that I have to do. He's a he's 60 pounds. Um, he's probably a foot shorter than me. He's tall and I'm not tall. Um, and there are so many moments when I'm like, I just, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Maybe you have something in your life where you're like, I just, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And so if that's you, I totally get it. And I totally see you. And I'm going to say as an aside, if there's something in your life that's harming you, that's dangerous to you or to the people that you love, I hope that you will have courage to walk away from it and to leave that. And that would be faithfulness too, to be faithful to yourself or to your children or um, to, to, to you. But if you're in a season where you're caring for somebody or you're walking down a path that just feels very arduous, just keep going. 
stay the course. Um, don't jump ship. And that was something that I said to, to the women this past weekend is that I have a tattoo. If you follow me on Instagram, it, it's, it's of a wave. And, um, you know, where there's a trough in a wave, there's going to be a peak. And so we just have to continue to stay the course and create from our stories. And so I hope that if you're in an unexpected season, that you would consider the ideas of leaning in and embracing it, whatever it is, that you would seek wisdom from your story and see if you can align your vision to something that's bigger than what you can see right now. And then I hope that you will create impact from your story and live your calling, whatever it is, because we are all doing that. Sometimes I remind myself or I think to myself, you know, it's easy to think we're the only one going through something, right? We're the only one, but people the world over are also experiencing challenges. And what if we're all more in this together than we think? And so as I kind of wrap this up today, I want to close with some tactics that have really helped me because here's what I realized this weekend. And, and, and I wish I could, I wish I had all of you in the room so I could ask you, but I think it's like people want to have a vision for their life. They do want to be inspired, but at the end of the day, we're like, well, how the heck do I do it? How do I do it? And so I wanted to end this episode with talking to you about some tactics that have really helped me. And so here they are. Um, let's see. There are, I think it's four or five of them. So the first one is that you really have to seek understanding. Like for me, this is my personality. Like I've had to seek to understand my kids' illnesses. I've had to seek to understand what happened and why it happened. And, and I really have to get curious. I would say getting curious about things have been one of the most important tools that I have used. And so when we get curious or we try to seek to understand, it's asking questions. It's okay to ask questions about what has happened to you. It's okay to ask questions of life, of your pastors, of your medical team. It's okay to ask questions. And so here are some of the questions that I've asked. Like, what do I believe? Why or why not? What do I, what is my, my intuition telling me? What am I sensing in my body and my spirit? What am I noticing? What beliefs do I need to let go of? Which ones are calling me forth? You know, like who are the helpers that I need? Who can I help? It's like getting really curious about your story and seeking to understand. Sometimes it's been as simple as, you know, seeking out specific medical treatment and getting really curious about what's out there, maybe something that I didn't know about before. And sometimes it's as somewhat nebulous as saying, I need a helper. Who can be my helper? And just trusting that a helper is going to come. And I think asking questions can be a little scary sometimes. Um, it's like a little bit scary to ask those questions. People are afraid maybe for you to ask questions because if you do, um, it might change your relationship with them or what you think. But but keep asking the questions. And the second thing that I did that I learned a lot about was caring for my physical body. I mean, I, I've carried four children. I've physically carried heavy children through many years. And um, I really had to at some point realize that I had to take care of my physical body. And so walking for me is huge. There's so much research about the bilateral movement of our, of our, of walking, how it decreases anxiety and it's helpful. I mean, you can look that up online. 
there have been seasons where I've done a lot of running and lifting, um, but the physical movement of, of our bodies helps our spirits and our minds so very much. Um, I've sought out integrated medicine. I, I've looked beyond just like traditional medicine to say, what supplements could I be taking? How could I optimize my body in, in a different way? Um, so like I said, it could be, there are so many different ways. Sunshine. I've gotten really into getting some sunshine during the day. Um, walking medical professionals, exploring our nervous system. I've realized my nervous system has been way out of whack. So what are some things that help with that? Dry brushing, um, cold ends of our showers. I've gone to physical therapy. The other thing I think that we're going to explore this summer is a cold plunge. I have a, a son that's a big runner, and so he wants to do that. So we're going to explore that, which I know people says really helps their immune system. The next thing that I've done a lot of is sitting in silence, allowing to be what it is, meditation, prayer, um, reading from those who have gone before me, from people who have bigger thoughts than I do, who have wisdom beyond what I have. And so I think there, I've spent a lot of time sitting in silence and just listening. So much has come to me in those spaces. Um, and I do get a lot of that too when I walk and run. Those are great places to, to kind of be in silence, turn off your music and just see what comes. I think the next tactic that's really helped me is to be in service. And you know, when we're going through something hard, it's easy. And I'm going to say this because I've been in the space to make it about ourselves, to almost get a little bit self-absorbed in our challenge because we're like, I'm in this really hard time and this is really affecting me. But if we can turn that around a little bit and we can take the focus off of ourselves. Now, I'm not saying that we don't address our needs. We don't take care of ourselves. We don't go to therapy. We don't do all the things. Yes, absolutely. And we make meaning of our stories when we help other people, when we, when we throw lifelines to others. What can we do because of our experience? For me, it's been a lot of nonprofit work. There have been other mentoring opportunities that I've had and coaching opportunities that I've had and speaking opportunities that I've had. And so it's like, how can I serve people because of my story? And so I challenge you to think, how can you serve others because of your own experience. And so as I close, this is really the essence of what it means to be heartstrong. I mean, a lot of, I wrote heartstrong on a napkin in Starbucks in 2017, which became the four heart shop, which you can check out. We can put that in the show notes, but you know, it's never for me been about a physical heart, which a lot of people think it is because of the work that we've done in the heart community, which is wonderful and great. And, and I, and I love that that's how some people take it. But for me, it's always been about this. And this is what I say. We all face challenges. The questions are, who will you become? What will you create? Where will you help? And how will you inspire? And those are the questions that the heart strong ask, like, what are we going to do with it? And so I hope that some of thing of that I said over the last half hour resonates with you and that you might think about the bigger story being written in your life. Thanks for spending time with me today and we'll see you next time here on the HeartStrong Podcast. Thank you for joining me here on the HeartStrong Podcast. Please rate and review this podcast and share an episode that you love with a friend because when you do, 
you help us grow our mission of encouraging people to grow through the challenges of their lives and to live their full potential. We'll see you next time.